Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. He touched me. That's the theme for our midweek Lenten uh, services this year. We're using that theme to, to help us to explore how the love of Jesus touches the hearts of people. Last week on Ash Wednesday, we considered how Jesus touches us and that prompts us to be truly penitent. And it assures us that we are really forgiven. Beginning tonight, we want to see how Jesus touched the the lives of various individuals in the New Testament. And so each week we're going to invite to to be with us and and to visit with us one such person uh, from uh, the life of Jesus so that they can tell us how he touched them. Now, of course, they won't really be here. That was 2,000 years ago. I'll pretend to be them. And as I play those roles, I want to make sure you know that the Bible doesn't always uh, give us every detail about a specific individual or, or an event. And so I'll supplement what we know specifically from the Bible with some things that we know in general about life in those days. Okay, I'm no longer Pastor Brandt. Now I am, well, I'm someone who benefited from the touch of Jesus. Let's see if you can figure out who I am as I, as I give you some clues to my identity. The first clue is, I was not one of Jesus' original 12 disciples, but I had the same occupation as one of them. You got it? Maybe the second clue will help. I lived and worked in Jericho. The third clue is that I, I had a unique vantage point from which to see Jesus. And the reason for that is I was vertically challenged. And then the last clue, there's a children's song about me. And I bet some of you kids know it. They're still singing it at, at St. Lawrence School. And, and I bet a lot of you adults know it as well. Anybody wants to join with me, you're welcome to, otherwise I'm singing a solo. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm going to your house today, for I'm going to your house today. Well, that's the song. Here's the, uh, the way that Luke records it. And the song does a good job of summarizing this. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. That's me. He was a, a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He, meaning Jesus, has gone to be a guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, 
Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. Well, you know why Jesus was passing through Jericho, don't you? He was on his way to Jerusalem for the last time, where he knew exactly what was waiting for him. Jericho is a very ancient city. It's about 15 miles outside of Jerusalem to the, to the north and the east. I lived in a part of the, of the town that was known as New Jericho because it had been constructed not too long before by Herod, who wanted to use it as his, his winter capital. We lived in one of the most fertile parts of, of Judea, and so we collected a lot of tariffs on exports. And that really was what my job as a tax collector was. Pretty much, I, I ran a customs office. Uh, maybe I can uh, correct some misconceptions about, about my position anyway as, as tax collector. Now, I worked for the Romans, but I rarely dealt directly with them, and I was happy about that. In addition, since I was the head tax collector, I, I didn't need to cheat anybody to make money, and, and I rarely did so. Some people just assumed I was an extortionist because, of, well, a lot of tax collectors were. But since I had worked my way up through the ranks, I, I really didn't have to dirty my hands that way anymore. And I was glad for that because, well, I kind of had a guilty conscience uh, over the, the dishonest things that, that I had done in the past. Some people have wondered how I could work for the Romans and still consider myself to be a faithful Jew. Do you know, it really wasn't that hard. I was as religious as the next man, which meant I wasn't fanatical about it. And in fact, I'd never let religion interfere with business. Well, you know how that goes, don't you? And... The Pharisees didn't really know how that went. They, they lumped me and those who shared my possession together with a whole bunch of other people into one big category that, that they labeled sinners, which basically was anybody who didn't play by their rules. It's ironic, isn't it, that, that they called us sinners when, when you think about what they were willing to do to bring about the condemnation and the, and the crucifixion of Jesus. Of course, they were able to, uh, to justify their actions in their own minds, just, just like I could, could justify my actions, and, and I'm sure just like you do as well. The Pharisees said that I didn't deserve God's mercy. Now, they were right about that. And what they didn't realize was they didn't deserve it either. And yet, Jesus has mercy on everybody. 
and grants forgiveness to, to all who, who recognize and repent of their sin and, and turn to him in faith. That's what I did. Now, I got a whole lot more than I had bargained for when I climbed up into that sycamore tree. I was hoping just to catch a glimpse of, of Jesus as, as he walked by. But then he stopped and looked right up at me. And, and as he did, I could see directly into his heart and into my own soul as well. I was shocked when he called me by name. We, hadn't, we had never met. Do you know, I was even more surprised when he said he was coming to my house. That just wasn't done. Not only a, a stranger invited himself to, to another stranger's home, but, but even more surprising that someone like Jesus would want to come to the house of, of someone like me. In our culture, eating at, at someone's house was a really big deal. And for Jesus to want to do that at, at my house was a high honor indeed. So much so that it, that it changed my life. And, and it brought from me a, a response that sometimes I still can't believe I said. I, I certainly didn't think about it. I, I just said it and even while I was saying it, I, I could hardly believe it. Remember, I, I told Jesus here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll, I'll repay it four times. I had to dig pretty deep into my uh, tax records to, to figure that one out, but I did it. And if you wonder why, I'll be happy to tell you. Because suddenly, everything that had seemed so important to me before no longer mattered at all. Now the only thing that mattered was that Jesus loved me and I loved him too. Now please understand, it was not my promise to Jesus that prompted his love for me. It was, it was the other way around. His unconditional and, and non-judgmental acceptance of me just the way I was caused that, that response of joy from me. Jesus loved me and, and accepted me, and he, he kind of put the cap on all of that when he referred to me as a son of Abraham. What a wonderful thing to be called for somebody who was Jewish. Although it was at that moment that I realized that I had been a disobedient son. But I rejoiced in, in the knowledge that my heavenly father had not disowned me. I was a son of Abraham. There was only one thing that could be better. That would be to be a child of, of God. And because of Jesus, that's exactly what I am. That's how he touched me. You too, I pray. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.